Welcome to Blood Taps, your ultimate True Blood Rewatch podcast, where we sink our teeth into an all-new episode every Thursday. We're your hosts, Ashley and Fawn, so grab your favorite AB positive, and we'll meet you at Merlot's. Hey guys, welcome back to Flood Types. We are on season five, episode four, We'll Meet Again. Bill and Eric fear for their lives and wonder who else knows about how and where they disposed of Russell. Pam does her best to be a good maker to Tara, but wonders about the relationship with her own maker, Eric. With the trader still at large, Roman and Salome go on a hunt. Andy and Jason go to an exclusive party with a judge. Terry experiences a flashback while hunting with Patrick for a former comrade. Old friends visit Sam. Lafayette causes problems for Sookie and Alcide breaks the news of Debbie's death to her parents. I told you, and I'll say it again, an alternate title of this episode is Everybody is Done with Sookie Shit. Everybody, everybody is done. She, all her charm and glamour from the first four Mm -hmm. seasons are gone. Sookie's canceled party. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) exactly that's the kind of tolerant intolerant whatever tolerance event it is tolerance day festival <laughs> i don't know why my brain just interludes the two and i the can't inter- the intolerance day festival <laughs> exactly it's all the stuff they just can't fucking stand right all right well let's just jump right in where we left off which is um tara trying to kill herself at the curl up and fry salon which is so aptly named and pam comes in and is essentially like hey no you're not doing this and tara goes i can't live as a vampire like it's so hard it's so difficult and pam is like well i command you you are not using the tanning bed to kill yourself and so then Tara turns off the tanning bed. Afterwards, they go back to Fantasia and the bar is shut down. And <laughs> Pam comes in and is like screaming at Ginger and is like, what the fuck is going on? And then finds Eric sitting in his chair. And she says some of the best lines. Hold on, I want to make sure that I have it. She says, oh my God, Suki fucking did it. Well, no need for apologies, right? Certainly not waiting for one. Barely remember what we got all head up over. Let bygones be bygones and by girls be by girls. I love that. Right. Um, back to, I think Tara's the best vampire of them all. Why do you say that? This is within her first, not even a day, being mm-hmm. a vampire. Maybe second day. She has resisted human blood. She has purely, I mean, other than the end of this episode, purely survived on just true blood alone because she didn't want to be a monster. And she like tried to get like the self-control. Like I, I imagine if I was to be a newborn vampire and all of the movies we've watched and I'm sure in the lore, I'll have to look at it. But it seems like as soon as you become a vampire, you're just like a fucking savage beast yeah and she has been calm enough to not kill somebody to like like drink like turn to synthetic blood and to like try to kill herself because she knows she's going to be harmful to other people yeah I don't think Pam's is annoyed at being a maker as she said like I think it's really nice that she saved Tara I think she's one of the very few people that looks out for Tara and of course Eric would be on a throne as he should be as he should be a Viking king the Viking king so he is there just looking hot everybody's like "Ooh, yes yes please and so he's like I closed the bar early and 
of course, Bill is also fucking there. Like Pam is explaining to them that Tara is now her progeny and that she was turned by her. So she's like, Eric, you're a grandfather now. <laughs> and so Eric is like, Bill, leave. Like I need to talk to Pam one-on-one. So then Bill is like trying to talk to Tara about her new life and about how it's not that hard being a vampire. And once you learn how to like get over your impulses, you'll be fine. And here's another thing of true blood. And then Bill asks her if Sookie knows that Tara is a vampire and Perry is like, uh, yeah, who do you think did this to me? Like Sookie knows all about this. And he asks if Sookie is safe and Tara is like, of course, she's always safe. There's always someone to take a bullet for her. Like I did. Mike drop. And you can tell yeah, Bill's like, like, oh yeah, I guess it's true. Yeah. She goes, I did one better. I actually died for her. Yeah. And when it comes to Tara talking about Bill and she was like, don't even do this to yourself. Yeah. This girl is going to fucking thrive no matter what. She is the most resilient bitch I've ever seen. Yeah. (laughs) Like you can't kill her. Can't keep her down. Um, (laughs) But it's funny to see these people who were literally, I mean, all everybody wants to die for her. I, Again, I still don't know. I maybe one day, maybe one day I'll I'll charm somebody to want to die for me. Hopefully they won't have to, but like just to know that just in case. <laughs> um, but for even like Sookie's best friend, who literally hates Bill from the second she met him, was like, "Don't even fucking worry about Sookie. Like just she's I got think- it. She's fine. Don't worry." Yeah. I think their friendship is done, but we have brought many, many 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 clues and many like examples to like Sookie's not even a good friend to her you know what's crazy is Sookie like hasn't acknowledged like anything really about this like no emotional whatever she's just like well guess we'll just have Pam take care of it and just like oh no Tara come back like once she ran away she just kind of was just like okay good luck all right finishes out her shift yeah and i was like okay gotta go deal with elsie and debbie now mm-hmm. also she was just like madly in love with eric and i love how it's not been brought up since no because all she had to be like um i love you both but i have to let you go so after that let's talk about pam and eric because their whole relationship throughout this episode is is kind of i don't know an end of an era it feels like I know I this made me emotional like both scenes with them talking made me emotional so when Eric has Bill leave he starts pretty much interrogating Pam and is like you know where Russell is where is he like tell me blah 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 just going off on her and she's like I would literally die a thousand deaths before I ever betrayed you like I would never tell anyone anything about it and he's like well I don't trust anyone and you shouldn't either. And then he, she is like, well, why do you keep me around if I mean so little to you? And she's like, you need to release me then if you trust Elsie and Bill over me. So then like Eric goes back to his office and Tara leaves to go like be with Pam, I guess. And he, Eric starts telling Bill that Pam is innocent and Bill is like, well, who else did you tell? Did you tell Nora? 
And if so, Russell is a great martyr for the Sanguinistas. And if Nora is behind this, then obviously Russell's going to be like, hey, get me in there. Like, I need to be in there and helping you. And he, Eric is like, no, I know Nora and she wouldn't plan something like this. And if she did, I would know, even though we haven't known about Nora at all for the last five seasons, but whatever. Yeah. She also, does he know that she literally came out and said, I'm saying Juanista? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think he knows at all. I don't know. How can you go from not trusting anyone to like oh i nora yeah she good it's fine i vetted her (laughs) with his dick yeah recently (laughs) that's his process that's how he knows you're not lying Uh, during this time he eric is asking bill like well did you tell anyone including jessica and bill's like well if i did then i would have gone to jessica first and like figured it out so we should just like go to ground and sleep it off essentially Toss off all my problems. Just take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> That's the That's only thing you can do. When you wake up. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to continue with Pam or? Yeah, there's not much because now she has decided that she's going. Oh, we have to talk about how he. They, after they come up from, from ground, yeah. um, Eric is coming down the stairs and wants to talk to Pam again. And uh, tells her that she's right. It was the most beautiful scene, I think, in this entire series. It was so good. It was, like, to see, this was, like, the true scene of, I don't know, master and progeny. I don't know what you call them. Yeah. But, like, you see there's so much respect and love there. And, like, a genuine, like, non, like, adultered, like, just beautiful connection there even though it started with an ultimatum they've really yeah. <laughs> and he's like listen you're right he was finally honest with her which we'll talk about how bill wasn't with jessica in a second but he says listen i'm either gonna die by the authority or i'm gonna die by russell and you don't need to be brought into that and i believe you're right that i need to release you and he says this beautiful like sediment and he releases them and then he holds her while she cries but he like you're my legacy you are like uh, like always a part of me and like continuing when I started and it's just the most heartfelt like I oh I feel it through the screen like heartfelt moment I know because they're both so standoffish and like closed off and you could tell that they like I said they both respect and love each other and it was a very like end of like an era so now she's free to be her own um I don't know master I don't know if that's the right word he's a free bitch (laughs) it sounds very like slave times and I, I just don't know what else to call it he's a free elf <laughs> free elf he just slips her a sock and just like, <laughs> oh my god like hands her some pantyhose be like fly 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 free 
that don't fall too far from the nest or whatever <laughs> I don't know what people say <laughs> yeah it was such a beautiful scene like truly the acting was so beautiful the cinematography was so beautiful and like mm-hmm. the script it made me genuinely cry I was like okay this truly touched me in a way that I don't think anything in the show really has yet yeah but like there hasn't been when you no, that wasn't even that sentimental when you thought Bill died in the house with the rest of the vampires, I think in season one. Yeah, but I didn't really like that wasn't, yeah, that wasn't very sentimental. Yeah. I don't think anything else was other than maybe when Grand died. Oh yeah, we did we were pretty pissed off about that. Yeah, Grand died horribly. Yeah. <laughs> and then when she actually had the chance to say goodbye, she was like, I gotta go, the bus is leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I did cry when Tara got shot. Oh. oh, and eggs. Okay, never mind. Okay, never, we felt a lot of things we have just pushed down. It's just like real life. Just push them down and forget about it. Just like push it all down. We'll we'll deal with it later in yeah. uh, argument when it doesn't even. Like we just again. could you imagine if we just started fighting about True Blood? <laughs> we have like nothing better to do. I never like. I'm so glad we've never had an argument. I don't even know. I feel like it would be the argument that shook the world. I don't think we could argue. We're just so tolerant. And we would just like go quiet. I think we would just silence each other. Oh yeah, that, that sounds like our camp. And then one of us would be like, are you hungry? And then we'd be like, yeah. And then we'd go eat and we'd be fine. <laughs> Honestly, that, that would end 99% of my arguments. Most right. likely I am. So- <laughs> Tummy worms on you at all times. Just assume yes. So if we want to continue with Pam, so after that beautiful moment, oh, what I wanted to add, I have the DVDs of all of the, the mm. series, and they have like a little inside the episode kind of thing. And what I thought was beautiful is the actual actors, uh, Alexander Skarsgård and Kristen. Kristen, we'll just we're first name basis. <laughs> we both have podcasts, so anyway, Kristen. Yeah, it's fine. Kristen um they like regretted that scene and they were like really hesitant to film it they really just weren't looking forward to it and they also felt the same way the fans did that it was kind of really sad and the end of an era and he was releasing Pam it's heartbreaking it's good to know that they were emotionally affected by it too though yeah but Pam finally takes on the role of maker (laughs) in her own way so Tara, she wakes Tara up like a high schooler getting late for school. She just lifts the coffin up and wakes her up and goes, no prodigy of mine is going to sleep all night. And Tara was like, what are you, okay. And she goes, this is Melanie. Melanie? Mm-hmm. Okay. This is Melanie. You're going to drink her. And Tara's like, I just became, I was human a couple hours ago. I can't still see her as dinner. And then she uses the whole maker card, like, I command you to eat this girl. And then talks her through how to properly drink from someone, which more than Jessica got. Yeah, and that's kind of where we leave them is Tara learning how to feed from a person without killing them. So where do you want to jump to next? I feel like it would only be right if we talked about Bill and Eric since we touched on half of their storylines okay be at Fantasia so after that you see Bill go to back to his house to talk to Jessica 
Yeah. So the first time we see Bill and Eric is they are like getting out of a Jeep on a back road. They're dropped off and they get thrown a set of car keys and leave. And so they're like, okay, so who could have freed Russell? There's only four people who know where he was, including him and Bill. So Bill goes home and him and Jessica are searching his office, looking for bugging devices or anything that's like in his house. And Jessica's like, so are you still the king or like, (laughs) did something change? And he says that he is the king until he meets the true death or until the authority changes their minds. And then he finds like a leftover like blunt or whatever and is like if you're gonna smoke weed in here at least get the good stuff don't get low quality which I guess that's the best piece of advice Bill has ever given in his life and (laughs) Jessica's like yeah I had a few parties sorry but no one died so I guess that's good and he is like well my home is your home so don't even worry about it and so she then asks him if he has seen Sookie and he's like, no, I haven't. And Jessica, he tells Jessica that she has already like helped enough by glamoring Andy, which we will talk about in a little bit. And Jessica's like, Sookie's falling apart, Bill. Someone needs to be there for her. And Bill is like, well, you need to look after yourself first and not worry about Sookie. He pretty much was like, don't make saving her a habit. Like, yeah. Just- don't don't worry about her that much and I love that she goes um Sookie with you was different between Sookie and everything else um yeah how do you know that like you didn't see her with Eric right you didn't see her with anybody else how do you know that <laughs> she's thinking about it <laughs> um but I would say that that is a successful party maybe that's the only rules to parties is nobody died no one died and don't smoke cheap weed yeah, high quality weed, high quality time. We're not here for <laughs> Amen. Do you want to talk about Sicky? Why not? I just want to help. I feel like you just want to narrate this whole thing. I just want to help and not look like I'm just here. Go for, for it. Uh, so when we finally see Sookie, she is crying. And Alcee drives off in a huff because, of course, he's angry. She literally told him she killed the one of the loves of his life at some point. And then she immediately asks him, are you going to tell anybody? So he drives off and Alcide, or not Alcide, Alcide drives off. Sookie's outside crying and Lafayette comes out and be like, what the fuck did you do? Like literally all you had to do, all you had to do was shut your mouth. Like that just, just zip it. Just fucking shut your mouth. And she goes, he deserved to know. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He didn't need to know. And he was fine. uh, Yeah. And he, I'm telling you, I, oof, when Lafayette looks at you and he goes, you, you're going to be fine. You'll get out unscathed like you always do. But all you do is just leave trails of bodies and you are the angel of death. If somebody looked me in the face and said, you are the angel of death. <laughs> uh-uh. That's, I mean, especially from someone who is amazing as Lafayette, I would have to like go home and think about what I did. Like I would yeah. go in the corner and have to just reassess every life decision I've ever made. 
Yeah. No thanks. Yeah, what kind of Suki does throughout this whole episode, though? Well, she gets up, she tries to do the right thing to the wrong person, and then she just gets drunk. She goes, what else? I tried. I tried to get myself arrested. I told the truth, finally. And then, yeah. I love how, though, okay, so Suki goes to Jason's, and she's like, let me in. I killed Debbie. Like, I fucking killed her. Arrest me. And he's like, what are you talking about? You're crazy. Like, no. And so she starts going into detail and he's like, get out of my house. He goes, how are we going to cover this up? Which again, another fucking sack house, literally getting away with murder. They will always thrive. It doesn't matter. Like they will get away with anything. It's the fairy blood. So she leaves after telling him, oh, by the way, Alcide knows. And also Tara is a vampire. Man, he should really sign up for this newsletter. (laughs) yeah i think everyone in bontom needs a suki subscription (laughs) for somebody who's on the police force he don't know shit no so suki then goes is this when she goes to work and deals with holly oh and lafayette puts a curse on her car i think that's the next time we see her yeah okay so she's crying she's in the bathroom yeah Suki's in the bathroom and Holly goes in and is like, oh shit, well, I don't really want to work with Suki because of what she did to Tara and like turning her into a vampire. And then the whole restaurant, she finally uses that power again. Yeah. She hasn't used it since season two. (laughs) And she's listening to everybody's thoughts tell her how terrible she was, except for there's one thought in there that is me. He's like, how long is it going to take for her to bring me my food? <laughs> I don't give a fuck about your personal life problems. It's like cool. I don't care if you're out here ruining lives. I want my cheeseburger. Yeah. Waiting. Um so she runs to Sam's office and has a breakdown in his recliner. Because that looks like a comfortable place to have a mental breakdown. It's better than like the walk-in. That's what Ashley Furniture, Home Store, that's what Big Lots, that's what fucking um, West Elm and all these expensive places, just like perfect place to have a mental breakdown. I will buy it. Crying corner. (laughs) Come test out a crying corner. (laughs) Ikea, Ikea, get on this. Um, You need to have a built-in tissue box in the- the I love that. Inside of the chair. And you need to have mood lighting so nobody can see your mascara running. Let me tell you, it has to have like a the best comfy blanket and fucking it's stain resistant fabric. I'm telling you. Wow. Okay. Shark Tank. Here we come. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody has a little bit of depression. Everybody does. So during this time, Lafayette has shown up at work as well. And he sees Suki's car and then starts speaking in tongues and like holding his hands above the car and the car levitates and he is placing a spell on the car. So after this, well, I guess I can kind of kind of go ahead and throw this in. So Alcide has left and he goes to where Debbie parents are staying. And he says, I wasn't honest about Debbie. Marcus killed her. And then I killed Debbie. And then I killed Debbie. Um, Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) I killed Marcus, not Debbie. Uh, and he's like, it was revenge for what he did to her. And the dad goes to attack him. And then the wife is like, no, don't do it. Just leave. Like you just need to get out of here. And I'll see. It's like, if you want to call the police and turn me in, like, I will not argue. And then they're just like, no, you can leave. 
So after that, we see Suki and she is driving and her car begins to pick up speed and the brakes don't work. And so she ends up crashing into a pole and just like jumps out of the car. So then she goes home and gets fucking wasted. Mm-hmm. And during this time, um, the Pelt family has called the sheriff station and is like, we're not worried about it. Like she's, we're going to call off a search for her. And then Suki is wasted as hell at her house and she gets a phone call from Lafayette and he asks to she if she's okay after finding her car. And he's like, I'm coming over. And she's like, no, no, don't worry about it. And as he's starting to try to tell her, like, I did this to you. She's like, oh, there's a knock at the door. I got to go. And Alcide shows up. Well, she thought it was him. She goes, damn, you got here fast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, because he said he was coming over. Uh, he told her that I, it, the reason Lafayette, I mean, the reason Lafayette called it, it um, she goes, yeah, well, I'm fine. And he goes, yeah, your your car's wrapped around a pole and you don't have any airbags. And she's like, yep, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, she goes, yeah, I'm fine. She's like, can you call me a mechanic and get it towed, please? Oh, yeah, that is right. That is right. She goes, hey, get my car towed, please. Yeah. And then she's like, click, bye. So Alcide is like, hey, I covered for you with Debbie's parents. And then she is like, oh, well, thanks so much. Do you want a drink? And then he's like, sure, why not? So they start having their drinks. And it's one that Tara apparently used to make for Suki called Orange Marzipan. Orange Marzipan. Ugh. And Alcide hates it. He is like, this is disgusting. And she's like, well, you're going to drink it because you're in love with me, which is just feels so like so out of left field. And she's like straddled him at this point. And then they start making out. Because ever, I mean, everybody else knew he was in love with her, but there was no, how would she know? Also, like, she just literally today admitted to killing her ex-girlfriend. But he's the next man in line to take the yeah, he goes, I'm in this. And she, he has seen her fucking dramatic as hell, like, since the beginning. Girls, don't ever settle for less. If three men can put up with Sookie's crazy, they can put up with yours. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> exactly. And there's something fucking charming from that one. And so they giggle and they start making out. And then um, the camera pans and Bill's watching it all. And Eric comes up behind him and is like, what a time for a surprise visit. They're like, well, Sookie can be useful. And Eric's like, I don't think she's going to help. And Bill's like, we don't give her the choice. Okay, I guess. <laughs> I Like, what is, she, what is she going to do? Well, she has a werewolf now. She, so they can't even get, oh, Eric owns the house. Yeah. Yeah, I guess she, she can't even kick him out. She can't even <laughs> oh lord it's the next episode gonna be like a property battle (laughs) is this going to court yeah i mean what she could say is like i'll help you but i want my house back yeah hey that's a good trade well no because every time she helps them she almost dies she is already almost dead so many times (laughs) just being alive yeah so she's fine at least get your house back at least get your house back so this doesn't have to 
happen yet again. Um, so I guess real fast we'll do Andy and Jason and then Arlene. Yeah, everything and else Sam. is like an honorable mention. Yeah, except for the part with the authority. Yeah. Especially the part about Sam. What the hell was that? We'll get I guess let's just talk about Sam. Yeah, let's go ahead. Okay. So Arlene comes to find Sam and is like, hey, your friends Suzanne and Emery are at the bar. And they're like, hey, why haven't you been coming around lately? And he's like, oh, I've just been busy and like under a lot of stress, you know. And they're like, please, please come running with us again. We miss you. And he's like, I don't know. Luna and I aren't really on speaking terms. And they're like, it's okay. We chose you. Luna said the same thing, but we want you. Like, you got us in the divorce. And Sam's like, okay, great. I'll go running with you. So he shows up and is, like, going to find them. Gets there, and both of them have been shot in the head. But I love how you they were shot in the head and then, like, perfectly just, like, sat up. Yeah, it's, like, execution style, but comfy. Yeah, and it's, like, when they, like, flop forward, it must, not, it must have been close range. We had kind of talked about Andy. He is at the police station, and he's on the phone with Holly flirting. And the judge walks in and talks about Andy having a nude photo on Facebook and the one that we talked about last episode where Holly's kids had posted it but then also thanking him about getting rid of the speeding ticket so then he invites Jason and Andy out to a party and is excluding the other cop who's there and then is like okay great well tonight I'll pick you up at the police station and we'll go to the party then like you're literally picked up from work (laughs) I I keep thinking of that other cop because I like to party too and the judge is like okay Jason and Andy I'll see you (laughs) see you at seven outside of the the fucking building so yeah they get picked up and it's a limo outside of the police station and there's three women in there and as they sit down they get bags put over their heads and Jason and Andy are kind of like okay what the fuck is happening oh like you can't do this test <coughs> but then the girls are like it's fine and don't worry about it so they are still wearing bags over their heads and they get to a field and then the girls open a portal and they are inside the fairy world So the bags get taken off their head in there in a nightclub setting. And then Morella is there and recognizes Andy. And after he's like, is this a dream? She kisses him. And then just, they all walk away with different women Mm -hmm. to just like enjoy the night. So during this. Jason's making out with a girl. Yes. Hadley. Who shows up in the most random spots. And yeah, I don't know. Oh, hey, Hadley. Um, you got out of rehab or, you know, just catching up? And she goes, where's Suki? And he goes, oh, yeah, Suki's fine. And she goes, she isn't dead? And he goes, no. And he goes, well, you have to go get her because this place is safe for fairies, people. And I'm like, he goes, what? And he goes, oh, no. He, she goes, they're going to kill her like they did your parents. And he goes, full stop what (laughs) yeah um my parents died in a flood and that girl he was making out with got really pissed at and hadley she goes okay that's enough you're fucking cock blocking me bitch like (laughs) (laughs) go on go on and um like hadley gets 
I don't know if she runs or if she gets rushed off, but Jason follows her around this whole club and makes a scene. Um, and two bouncer type of people are trying to like, you know, calm down or, or um, throw them out. And Andy gets involved in this whole brawl. And then that's when they're thrown out of the club and they land in the field and they're all confused. And two men come out and like zap them into bright lights, which I think it's probably like the men in black thing. Yeah. Clear in their memory. So they'll probably wake up and just think they got hung over is my guess. I haven't watched further, but that is, that is my guess. That's what I would guess too. I'm right there with you. So they can't know or be able to tell anybody what happened. So we first see Salome and Roman and they are watching Nora being tortured on Roman's laptop, which I just, I know it's like they're modern vampires, but it is still funny to be like, haha, vampires using technology. And this is also, they just had sex. Who watches this kind of stuff right after you just fucking <laughs> hugged? You don't think this is aftercare? <laughs> no. <laughs> So Roman is like, I think that Nora is still holding information from us. And Salome is like, we'll just keep torturing her then. And he is like, no, I think that you need to talk to her because she trusts you. And she's like, um, okay, well, what if I don't? And Roman is like, well, then I'll execute her as a warning to the Sanguinistas. Like, I'll kill. That's fine. And she's like, okay, well, I can be pretty persuasive. So I guess I'm just going to go ahead and do it. So during this time, all of the other vampires in the authority are watching Eric and Bill. And they're like, they're doing nothing to track down Russell. They're like, I bet they didn't even kill him a year ago. And I think this is just essentially like to give them more time before they're being killed. And so they're like, well, maybe they're trying to rally all the sanguinistas. And as they continue their debate, they're like, actually, let's just watch Nora. Let's just see what she's up to. Mm -hmm. During this time, Nora is praying to God and Lilith to protect her. And they start like punishing her with the ultraviolet light as she prays. And one of them says that the vampire Bible is merely a book and that he knows the author and they were high on drugs when they wrote it. And then they're like, don't say that in front of Roman because he'll literally fucking kill you because he is a crazy person. Mm -hmm. So then nobody believes like nobody believes everything they're saying. They're saying they're just like, we're only we only care about this for the benefits pretty much. Yeah. Which is not a big surprise. So Salome and Roman go to Nora's cell and they like take the shackles off of her. And Roman is like, so are you ready to accept the true death? Because you've committed treason. And Nora's like, yeah, I guess. (laughs) Like, I don't really have a choice. Mm -hmm. Salome is like, you need to just tell me who they're doing this because I can't see you die. Like, I care about you too much and I can't see you brought down for the sanguinistas. And Nora's like, you guys have literally tortured me and destroyed every single part of my body and soul. Like, I don't care. I don't have anything else to say. And she, Nora's like, I can't help Bill and Eric because no matter what, you're going to kill me and you're going to kill them. And so then Roman is like, oh, well, I have this trusty little app where I can just go ahead and kill them right now. This iStakes app. And she is like, if 
you, if I tell you who the Sanguinista leader is, can you guarantee their safety? And then Salome like bites her own wrist and just draws in blood on her and Nora and is like, I vow that if you tell us who it is, they will be spared. And so then Nora just starts like crying hysterically as Salome holds her. Um, so then we see Roman back with all of the group of the authorities, all of the chancellors, and he is showing off a stake made from the Judas tree that is tipped with 30 pieces of melted silver that belong to Judas. And he's like, this is the like, big mama of holy weapons he's like you can't get any holier than this okay (laughs) judas himself okay and so roman says that he is having everybody's quarters searched because he's like the traitor could be any one of you and if you can't accept mainstreaming then like you're gonna get the fuck out and if one person can be part of the sanguinista then why not two and so Roman is handed a laptop and a note and Roman then reads the note and places it down and is like, yeah, there's another traitor. He sees the young kid feeding on a human and the kid tries to be like, no, it wasn't me. Like pull a shaggy. And Roman's like, "Mm, caught you on the camera. It was you. (laughs) And then he, he stakes him and Roman is like, there will be no more rebellion or opposition and you will fall in line or you will literally meet the true death um before he actually reveals who it is he plays a weird duck duck goose thing around the table where he's like is it you no and then he goes to the next person and he's playing with the steak and he goes is it you no and he literally goes to almost everybody at the table except that i don't think he goes to the redhead um but that's when he goes to the young kid, the little 12-year-old who should have been in bed by then. Um, <laughs> and he plays his video and he is screaming pretty much like saying when he's to propaganda, like, you're just food and all of this stuff. And before <sighs> the kid is like, no, I was trying to um, like integrate into them. Like I was trying to get them to trust me. Oh, converting so them? Out, yeah, so I can figure out what they're doing. And Roman wastes no, like, he doesn't get a, like, he doesn't get a say. He literally, like, lifts that kid up by his, um like, his collar and just stabs him real quick. And what I could not stand is, ooh, the actor who plays Ronan, you're fucking, ooh. like, there was blood in his mouth. Like, I know it's all fake, but still, there was, like, blood just all over his face and in his mouth as he said that like you're this kid is an example and just like how he could be honest like how he could just continue to say that line no matter how many times they probably recorded it oh just the blood he's a pro yeah so patrick and terry are going to south dakota to find their squad mate brian and patrick is like if we don't find him terry you're driving us back home And Terry's like, well, I'm not leaving until we do find him. Like, he's here somewhere. So then they have, Terry has a flashback to the war of Iraq. And they are in a prayer tower, just fucking being American assholes and drinking and smoking weed and just doing all of this horrible shit and desecrating this holy place for them. And a Iraqi teen comes up towards the tower and Eller starts trying to argue with him and telling him to leave 
and he's like you need to get rid of him and Eller shoots this fucking kid point blank just no issue this of course pisses off everyone in the town rightfully so mm-hmm. and they all come out and start like harassing the guards because they're like you literally just killed somebody in cold blood for no reason and a like a group of other people start shooting at uh terry and his group which causes everyone to open fire hostiles uh start start attacking from yeah like a couple of uh roofs Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and and the crossfire between the soldiers and the hostiles kills literally all of the civilians yeah which is so fucked up so there patrick is waking him up i guess and is like trying to calm him down so then they get to this barn that's in the middle of literally nowhere and they're searching it and they find a trap door that leads into a basement and down there they find pictures of homes burning and like drawings of homes burning and then they are walking around the bar yeah this black figure too yeah and they walk around the bar and Eller is there aiming a shotgun at them and that's where we leave them but I hated that part it was yeah probably truer than we want to know yeah unfortunately it's like not surprising but you also had a very fun kind of fact for us to end oh yeah okay so first i'm going to go with our alexander skarsgård fact mm-hmm. which is you know his imdb picture where he's not wearing pants yeah we have questioned this since the start of the series yes <laughs> well I, he did an interview recently as to why and the year before zach efron took his shirt off and alexander skarsgård was like huh that's hot i have to like one up that and he was like, well, I can't take my shirt off because Zach Efron already did that. So I'm just going to take my pants off. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to laugh. It's one of those things. It's like the reason we have Twilight is 9-11. Like, you know, <laughs> it's just like the reason we yeah. have a picture is because of high school musical. Zach Efron. God bless him. Yeah. Like, we're all in this together. Got Alexander Skarsgård <laughs> to take his pants off. Hell, thanks for taking one for the team, Zach. (laughs) All right. So next thing I wanted to go over is people who apparently auditioned for different roles. Oh, yes. Yes. So Alexander Skarsgård apparently auditioned for the role of Bill at first, which does not fit. And I cannot see him as Bill Compton. And Anna Camp auditioned for the role of Sicky. Oh, I that. I mean, she's great, but she can't. I don't think she. Mm-mm. I just can't see her doing a southern accent to like fit the role. Would she want to be that naked? I, I bet you had to get naked in the audition. Like, probably. Yeah, for sure. So Ian Simmerholder auditioned for Jason and Jennifer Lawrence auditioned for Crystal. Jennifer Lawrence playing the fucking meth, meth girl of Hotshot. Yeah. Katniss Everdeen herself. <laughs> Katniss and her drug-addled brain. <laughs> but I'm glad Ian didn't get that. I cannot see him as Jason. No, the pick for Jason is perfect. Yeah, hot and dumb. I just couldn't see it. But Ian Summerholder is in another vampire show, so he turned out all right. 
Oh yeah, Vampire Diaries, right? Yeah, I wish I wish we didn't have to go through eight seasons just to show it to you because yeah. I have watched that series and there's some seasons that are really good and then there's some that are just like, no. Tell me which ones I can skip and I'll watch it. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I watched it sometime when it was on TV and then I, mm. I think it was during quarantine. I just watched the whole series because what else was I doing? Um, not not working out or really getting my mind right because fucking mental health (laughs) but I think it's I think it's good but it's more of like a like a teenage show so love triangles but for anybody who's watched it is there is there is a character who's not supernatural in any way his name is Matt Donovan like not to spoil it for you he he's he's one who never dies right never dies yeah, you've told me about him. Like, he is just like Sookie and just will thrive in any, like, any scenario and just will never die. Or if he <laughs> dies, he's get brought back. Brought back? Brought back. I can't believe that. Well, just a quick Google search, because I just, I'll have, I'll have more next week. But somebody Google, can vampires have babies in true blood? And this Google search says, due to the lack of blood flow, vampires do not have any bodily functions. Due to this, vampires cannot produce waste and are unable to become pregnant. Oh, okay. So sorry if, uh, I mean, Sookie could, just got pissed off because she couldn't even have breakfast with Bill because he'd die. Yeah, well, good thing she doesn't want kids. Mm. And this is in the, <laughs> this is in the uh, true blood thing not not any other vampire lore right because twilight fucking blew that out of the water <laughs> they fucked that one up, they <laughs> that one up. <laughs> all right well that was episode six five four three okay four <laughs> i don't know why i am it's, it's been a long week but i i love that i can't wait to watch the next episode i know this has been a really good season so far i'm really enjoying it but uh we'll see you guys next week for another episode.